This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 25th of October. In your squiz today, get set for tonight's budget, another new Prime Minister for the UK, ups and downs in the flood crisis, and did somebody call for a doctor? This is your squiz today. Claire, I know tonight is the night you've been eagerly awaiting as Treasurer Jim Chalmers will deliver the Albanese government's first budget. But don't get your hopes up for the all-singing, all-dancing performance that usually is reserved for what is delivered in May each year. No, we're not going to see that tonight. Uh, Tonight's budget is about two things. The first is to get rid uh, of the last of the Morrison government's programs and to kickstart the new government's agenda. Uh, And the second is to issue an economic update and to reset some of those calculations that underpin our budget. Uh, And that's because so much has happened since the last budget was handed down in March. Uh, Our economy is growing, but it's growing slower than expected. Uh, And that means more savings have to be found and a new plan made uh, to pay off government debt that really skyrocketed during the pandemic. So it's super tricky. Yes, cost of living was something talked about a lot during the election. And from what Labor's senior polis have said, we're going to see how the new government will ease those pressures as promised at that vote. Yeah, and that's important because that situation has only really got worse since the election. We can forget about wages rising or inflation falling to reasonable levels anytime soon. And what Treasurer Jim Chalmers says is that 2024 is the year for that to happen. Uh, So we'll see where the new government lands, but reports say that there will be billions of dollars for those in need of support. Uh, And after that, it will be really interesting to see what's left for the new government to get cracking on with uh, in policy areas that it's nominated as important. So things like more funding for childcare and aged care. The Coalition's Treasury spokesman, Angus Taylor, says they want to see policies to grow the economy and cut spending. And the analysts are interested in what will be done to bring down the nation's almost $1 trillion of debt. So catch you back here tomorrow. Claire, another day, another new leader in the UK, as it's been confirmed this morning that former Chancellor Rishi Sunak will officially be sworn in as the UK's new Prime Minister later today, after former PM Boris Johnson and Minister Penny Mordaunt declared themselves out of the running. And in the process, Sunak has claimed some records. He's the UK's first British Asian Prime Minister. He's the first Hindu to hold the office. And at 42 years old, he's the youngest national leader in more than 200 years. Uh, In a short statement, he told Conservative MPs that they need to unite or die uh, after months of instability with the demise of Boris Johnson and Liz Truss. Uh, And he's told voters that he will serve with integrity and humility and he's got a very big job ahead of him. 
Yes, and from here, Sunak will meet with King Charles on Tuesday morning UK time and be sworn in as PM. As you say, he has an interesting background, so no doubt we'll get to know him a bit more in the coming weeks. Claire, I can feel a squeeze shortcut coming on. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Another big issue impacting Aussies today, Claire, is of course the ongoing floods. And another person has died in New South Wales, this time a young woman who was trapped in her car in floodwaters near Mudgee on Sunday. But in better news, it looks like Lismore has dodged another flood for now anyway. Yeah, that's what they reckon. Uh, But it's so sodden there that given La Nina's ongoing sogginess, uh, it may not be the last time that that city uh, and those communities nearby are put on alert. Uh, There's some relief at the other end of New South Wales too. Uh, It looks like the Murray River has peaked at Moama uh, and across that Victorian border in Echuca. The levee that locals have built in a hurry is mostly held, which is just an incredible thing. Yes, that is such a relief for the many people relying on that, but it's not over yet. Gippsland in Victoria is likely to see heavy rains and rising rivers today, and the bomb are warning that more wet weather is on the way. Overseas now and Ukraine and its allies have labelled Russian claims that Ukraine is preparing to use dirty bombs, which are devices that use explosives to scatter radioactive waste, as, quote, as absurd as they are dangerous. So it seems that Russian Defence Minister Sergei Shoigu uh, started the dirty bomb rumours during calls with his counterparts in the UK and the US and other nations, uh, but he didn't offer evidence to support his claim. United States officials say that they think that it's a false flag operation. Uh, that means that Russia has probably made something up uh, about something bad Ukraine has allegedly done so that when it next strikes, it can say that it did it to protect itself from this fictitious threat. Anyway, Ukraine and its supporters aren't buying it. Analysts say the accusations paint the picture of an increasingly desperate Kremlin that's continuing to suffer military defeats as Ukrainian troops regain ground in the east and south through successful counteroffensive operations. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Okay, before we start this next conversation, it's going to be spoiler-tastic. So if you don't want to know about last night's Doctor Who finale, just block your ears. Okay. Now, I don't know if you're a Doctor Who fan, Claire, but I grew up loving what I call the Tom Baker and Tinfoil era, which was full (laughs) of shonky sci-fi effects and I loved it. But last night, fans got a surprise twist as the first female doctor, Jodie Whittaker, left the TARDIS for the last time. 
Yeah, fans got to see David Tennant as the Doctor again, so that was something really special. Uh, he's also starring in some specials before Shuti Gatwa takes on the role. Uh, he, of course, was in Sex Education, which was one of my favourite shows of the last couple of years, so that'll be exciting for him to take that on. Uh, I'm not much of a Doctor Who fan, but I really love David Tennant, so I really get why that's a thing. Uh, there were plenty of other former Doctors who made an appearance too, so it was quite a night. Yes, it's all part of the 60th anniversary celebrations of Doctor Who, but it won't all be a trip down time and space memory lane, though, as Broadway favourite Neil Patrick Harris is joining the new series, and I can't wait. (laughs) We know where to find you in the next bit of time. (laughs) Claire, we both have pretty easy commutes to work, but if you've ever dreamed of catching a helicopter in the morning... You might want to check out a new job being offered by New Zealand's Department of Conservation. Yeah, they're looking for a new biodiversity supervisor and they're based on the remote coast of the South Island. The pay's pretty good. Uh, You get to work in a World Heritage listed park with fur seals and with lizards. Uh, It's really cool, it seems, but so far no real interest in the role. Yes, they say that's probably down to the isolation of the job. So the department has now opened the role up to international candidates. So if you reckon you're a good fit, you better get in there quick with your CV. (laughs) Squeeze the day, Claire, and I think we're all going to need a little light relief and plenty of energy to get through all the budget chat today. So (laughs) it's lucky that it's also world pasta day, or should I say pasta day? (laughs) Listeners love your recipes, Claire. So do you have a favourite pasta dish that you can share as a special Tuesday treat? Look, it's definitely pasta. You've got to roll your A's over. (laughs) Siobhan is a true Aussie. (laughs) Look, I've just revisited one that I haven't really made a lot in recent times, but it's a Rick Stein recipe for uh, a prawn linguine with chilli. It is the easiest thing in the world and you just get some fresh tomato basically as the base and put through it. It takes like five minutes to cook. It's the best thing that I've found uh, probably in pasta in the recent past. Mine is probably rather less classy, but it is a great hangover cure, schnitzel and spaghetti. It might sound disgusting, but don't knock it till you try it. I guarantee it will cure what (laughs) ails you. Look, I like schnitzel and I like spaghetti, so I'm definitely not going to knock you on that. (laughs) That's it from us today. Have a great day and we will chat to you again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.